Today we have a special interview with Sharda Rose, who is a long-term Peace Walker community member, and she shares some of her journey of evolving into a Peace Walker and how she uses the skills that we talk about every week, how she uses those skills in her daily life, in her career, and in her family. So I hope you enjoy the interview. This was the first interview that I've published that is more than just me. So uh, looking forward to doing more of them. All right, we'll see you on the podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, Peace Walker Podcast. You're in episode 121. This is a first time for us. Why? Because this is the first interview that I'm posting where I actually talk with another person. So Sharda Rose is going to share with you her journey of being a peace walker, how she utilizes these tools in her life and into her profession. And I'm going to be doing more of these. So I've got a few of them in the can where I uh, recorded them earlier. I think these were recorded actually last year. But um, I'm going to share a few of them with you, and I think I'm going to do some more. So I promised a long time ago when I first started doing this podcast that I would do some interviews here and there, and uh, this is the beginning of coming through on that commitment to you. So here we go. Before I get into Sharda's interview, I wanted to invite you to become a closer part of this community. And start your journey as a peace walker by getting on my six-day defense program. If you go to sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out except for the dot. You're going to get access to a free home study course where in six short days and only a handful of short five-minute videos, you're going to get training that is going to help you to live a safer, healthier, happier, more fulfilled life. I know that's a big ticket, tall order, but... It all starts with a single step, and that step is to get is to get on my six day defense course. So sixdaydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot. You're going to get a tip, trick, and a tactic. You're going to get a physical, defensive technique. You're going to get a little action step to implement these tools into your life, all from the comfort of your own phone and absolutely free. So you get to test drive it to see how you like these new skills and this new perspective. And then you're also gonna get access to my almost daily emails where almost every day I'm gonna email you a tip, trick, tactic, a story of how to implement these tools into your life. And you're gonna hear little adventures from myself and other community members. So there you go. This is a good way of not just listening to these podcasts and and some of these skills that we talk about and these perspective that we talk about, but also how to start actually getting these skills into your life more effectively through this training. All right, enough of me rambling at sixdaydefense.com. 
Now it's time for the interview with Sharda. Well, hello, folks. As you know, my name is Craig Gray, and you are on PeaceWalker.net. And what I am doing right now is I have been interviewing a lot of PeaceWalker members and kind of getting their stories. So, you know, case study sounds a little, a little formal. So they're just basic interviews with folks who uh, have been in the Peace Walker community for some time and how they utilize their skills in the community and uh, kind of sharing their stories. Because my guess is you're sick of hearing mine. So I thought it'd be good to hear some, some of the stories from the members. And today, they, um, I've got the lovely Miss Sharda. So Sharda Rose, correct? Correct. Hey, Craig. And um, I just want, if you could, Sharda, for us, just introduce yourself and a little bit about you, and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Well, my name is Sharda, and I am a full-time job. I'm a mom of four. I am one of five sisters and friend. My day job is a litigation paralegal. So I've been a paralegal for about 20 years, and I have a pretty diverse background. I've done everything from corporate contract law to family law to plaintiff toxic torts, and I've landed in the insurance defense arena as of the last. <laughs> and do you do, um, I don't know if it's litigation, do you, do you have to go to um, court in that and represent the firm or your client in court as well? Yep, so I do all aspects of trial preparation. Oh, wow. So, and you got to deal with the lawyers too. <laughs> <laughs> Both who you work for as well as the other side. <laughs> oh, you're you're bleeping out there a little bit. Good. Oh, yeah, ignore That's the one. That's the wonders of Zoom interviews, folks. This is like you know next to the next best thing to live. <laughs> so that so you so you talk a lot for your job then under stress is what I'm hearing too. Definitely. Yep. With uh, all, all manner of people. So witnesses who are nervous, oh, wow. uh, who don't want to talk to you. I do a lot of cold calls from police reports and things. Um, I punch you down and, and get you to talk to me. So <laughs> get people to give you information that some, otherwise they probably won't want to give up. So. so a lot of the persuasion tactics and, and conflict communication skills are, you know, we should have you on as an expert uh, contributor. Hey. <laughs> Pretty much daily, <laughs> whether I want to. Uh, between between that and your daughters. <laughs> yeah, yep. Two, two teenagers still at home, so. Because you have what four kids? Yep, I have four. My oldest uh, is twenty five. Actually, he's a marine. He's overseas at the moment on his first tour, so okay. exciting. Um, and then I have my oldest daughter just moved to Nashville, Tennessee, spreading her wings and just wanted to start something new. And Nashville is where she decided to grow some roots, and then I have uh, two girls in high school at home. Nice. Yeah, Nashville, actually, I was just in Nashville a couple of years ago for a conference. I didn't really get that much time to go wander around downtown. It's when there were all those flash floods were happening. I remember in the middle of the conference, everybody's phone, same time, beep, 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 and they had these big flash floods, and it was raining when I came in and when I flew in, and um, so it really, I hope to get down there again. I heard it's a really cool place. I have some friends who live down there and the musician friends that I know too, who, you know, they're down there doing their music thing. And um, I heard it's a really cool, well, you had a chance to kind of hang out with your daughter when you drove her down there, didn't you? I, I drove her down there. I was like my first, um, first time towing a vehicle. So that was an oh. adventure. <laughs> I, 
the real adventure started when the, the guy at the U-Haul shop, um, he made me hook it up myself, which I wasn't expecting. He's like, yeah, we don't have room to do that here. Just take it down to the Kroger. And, you know, I was like, well, are you going to show me how to do that? <laughs> are you at least going to tell me, give me some instruction? So the entire drive down there, I was like, you know, making sure that the uh, the Jeep wasn't rolling off the back of this trailer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not the guy to talk about that too. I probably had maybe two or three situations where I've actually pulled a trailer you know, there's a lot of guys out there who are pulling trailers all the time, whether it's for their job or they just have a bunch of toys or whatever work stuff. But I'm with you. I, I probably pulled a U-Haul maybe twice and I pulled some type of motorcycle. Um, it was a motorcycle or a dune buggy, I forget, but it was a trailer or buddy of mine. But um, that's been it. So it's the you know, backing up part that really screws yes. me up. <laughs> But we did make it to Nashville, so it's great. And it was, you know, during the pandemic, not everything is still open. So yeah. it was really fantastic to just get out and see some live music. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. I do, I love Nashville, especially the weather. It's like 70 degrees there and sunny right now. So. Well, that's cool too. And now you have some place to stay. Exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. And keep your eye, you know, keep an eye on her. So. Of course, that's, you know, the main goal, making sure she's doing all right. <laughs> right. So, um, I could talk about Nashville all day long, but um, could you kind of maybe share some details about pre-Peace Walker and, and now? Because you've been part of Peace Walker for what, a couple years now? Two years-ish? Just two, two years, I think. Yeah, so two years. Um, and you've embraced it pretty well, I mean, you, you're definitely one of the members, I think, that, that is more active on it. You go to the live coaching calls pretty regularly, and I know you've gone through, like, a lot of the basic training, including conflict communications course. Did you finish that? I did, yes. And I should have. Completely finished, finally. <laughs> well, that's a lot. That one's a, you know, that's a 30-day course, and that's, that, that course is no joke. I mean, it's... Um, but my point is, is you've really applied yourself for the skills and all that. So could you share a little bit of uh, Sharda before and after Peace Walker? <laughs> sure, as my dog is about to go crazy here. Um, so before Peace Walker, I'm sorry. I get no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no problem. Oh, I do have uh, guard dogs for a reason, and I do appreciate that sometimes. So. Yeah, the hard the hard streets of uh, Zealand. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we were saying uh, pre-Peace Walker. Um, generally speaking, I think I was probably, well, in my younger years, not just pre-Peace pre Walker, um, I tend to be pretty aggressive and outspoken um, when communicating with people to get what I want. And I have learned over the years that that's not always the best tactic. No <laughs> um, wonder you're in the law. So I'm surprised you're not a lawyer. <laughs> but I do have, I mean, that's, and that's one thing, you know, after Peace Walker, I think has helped me refine some of those communication skills. But just generally speaking, I do have a pretty aggressive tone. And that's something that I continue to work on to try and dial that back. Um, but, you know, Peace Walker, I didn't have... Well, didn't have a very good baseline, and I didn't have the clarity to think uh, past, to think about what my intended result was going to be. 
and I think that that takes skill. You have to cultivate that. Um, and being part of the Peace Walker community, you get to constantly work on your communication skills and that carries through aspects of personal and professional life. So I think for me, that's been very helpful. Yeah, I mean, some people come, come to us or in this community or whatever and they're gung-ho, like it sounds like you're kind of on the gung-ho side as far as the very assertive. Um, and then there's many people who come in who are just the opposite, they're gun-shy and they have to learn assertiveness. Right. And the whole idea is to find that balance, realize and recognize where we're at um, and then gain those tools and skills and abilities to balance that out for the biggest, I think, positive effect, which can be challenging. Because that, and that's one of the things that people I don't think really understand at first, but they quickly catch on to. It's, it's very much a personal development course, you know, or, you know, path of a lot of these things that we that we delve into really i think challenge i know even me challenges the worldview challenges my view on myself continually challenges how i interact with other people and kind of get into the bottom of my own stuff to communicate better and to have clarity and baseline of you know like you had mentioned baseline we work on baseline a lot um that's had to have helped out imagine with like for instance in your career um, obviously family life as well, but, um, but career too, especially with what you do. Absolutely. Trial work um, is very stressful. Um, emotions are high because, you know, you, from the attorney's perspective, they want everything to go smoothly and they want it to go their way. Witnesses get nervous. Um, they don't perform the way that they would when they were not under pressure. Um, and so it's a very, uh, it's a recipe for disaster a lot of times. So Absolutely. I, have a reputation now for being that calming presence because I know going into it that people are going to be out of control. Um, and if I'm not baseline and I'm also playing into that, then nothing really will get done. So if you can go in and you know, have a calm presence, then you can help people work through their own issues and manage the tasks that need to be done in a much, smooth, much smoother fashion. Yeah, I mean, if we can't be in control of ourselves, it's hard to control, have any control over the circumstance and, you know, and guiding the other person. Um, and it's, it's really cool. I mean, that's one of the things that I really appreciate about the Peace Walker community. Obviously, I'm biased, <laughs> but it's the, you know, with working with all the different people from various industries and backgrounds and careers and home lives and ethnicities and all this, um, just how diverse the community can be and the people that I've worked with um, and how they utilize the skills. Cause one of the things, and I say this all the time, so I you know, start to sound like my own little memes, but uh, you know, we have a lot of differences, but the things that we have have that are alike is one of the main things is we all work with people and with people comes conflict. And I was just having a discussion actually with somebody today about that you know relative differences and she's she was black gal um her name's Brittany, and we're talking she's like well in the black church there's a lot of politics probably more so in the, in the than in white churches and i'm like i don't think that's true i think i think you know that's the human nature of 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 us when we get together in groups is you know we 
vie for power sometimes, things get mis, misguided, people are looking for other not healthy things sometimes, and the politics comes through in uh, group behavior. And, and the point is, is, yeah, we may have a relative differences, even some different backgrounds and so forth, but we're all people and, and conflict arises. And the interesting thing, I think, with kind of delving into conflict the way we do and what we talk about is a lot of people, because we communicate all the time, we think that we're good at it, when it, especially when it comes to conflict and it comes to stress. And a lot of people really haven't learned how to deal with a conflict in, in communications. They've learned how to casually communicate, you know, like I have a casual conversation. Um, do you have any stories that you could share with us about how you utilized some of the skills from the like conflict communications or anything like that, whether it's professional or even with your um, girls or anything in personal life? Sure. Um, I think I touched a little bit on the, the professional life and the, the, the hectic stresses of a, of a trial and being able to find your own baseline. Um, because if you, if you don't have that, then you're not really going to be useful to anyone else. So just being able to recognize your own personal strengths and weaknesses and ability to communicate with others, I think is key. And that is for both um, situations. From a personal perspective, I got tossed into practicing my, my peace walker skills. Um, not to, wasn't exactly by, by choice, but I think most conflict isn't. Right. Um, I was, um, my younger sister found herself in a position of being in an abusive relationship and it was time for her to exit that. And so myself and another sister, we went, um, we went out just to help her move basically is what we were doing. And her, her ex was there and it was very, very important at that point in time to be able to maintain a baseline. And there was a whole lot of, whole lot of moving parts. And when emotions are very high, I think it's especially key to maintain your own baseline to be able to sort of keep the peace. Um, because if, you know, if you ramp up the situation or if you let your emotions take control, then it could have turned out to be a very different situation. So fortunately, I was literally practicing all of my, my peace walker skills that I had learned to that point to, um, you know, to just talk to him and have a conversation and make sure that he, you know, knew that we were there for a specific purpose. And that was to have my sister come with us. And it turned out a lot better than it could have. Yeah. And, and too, I mean, and many of you know, out there, um, some of you don't, but the, the whole approach really is also indicative of the physical skill set. Um, now, Sharda uh, engages a lot in the physical stuff too, right? She, she trained down at our, at our local academy, uh, Krav Maga Academy, um, which is good to develop the physical capacity of defending yourself. And that, I think, also brings a lot of the confidence for the verbal stuff and also the proxemics, which is a fancy term for you know, movement and proximity of understanding where you're safe. You know, we call it tactical space and so forth. But um, the skills that we even go over in Peace Walker with the physical skills are very important. And a lot of people don't realize on the one end, I think, you know, we kind of, kind of two groups. Oftentimes, if I wanted to categorize one group would be the Oh, the people who are more rough and tumble, like, you know, a lot of younger guys who come in who are thinking just the martial arts aspects of it, or in a professional world, you talk about like the police officers and the military personnel who they, you think more of the combatives. 
and then you know to bring them kind of back to the middle of understanding the ethic understanding the the baseline that sharda you keep mentioning a lot and understanding the verbal aspect of a real conflict and then the opposite end of that is i think working with a lot of either academics or people even in the medical i think are a little bit kind of in the middle because they do see a lot of the physicality too um but you take medics you take or um like corporate type life where a lot of times it doesn't thank god go physical However, that physical um, confidence, I think, comes out. Would you have any? Would you agree with that or no? As far as absolutely, absolutely. and I think for my this particular situation that I found myself in, um, in trying to you know maintain everyone's baseline and respecting that you know everyone's perspectives and everyone was emotionally charged and the unknown. There was a lot of weapons and things around and it could have gone, you know, like I said, very poorly. So my, and, and none, none of mine, um, it was very um, distance, you know, having the, knowing my own personal strengths and weaknesses and knowing that I needed to maintain a good, um, good distance from this particular individual, because it's definitely not something where you want, you'd never want to have a physical altercation, but if right. that, if it came to that, um, you know, just being able to, I think, clarify with yourself in advance, how far you're willing to go, I think is yeah, also- Yeah, and, and then you have some skills in, in that um, capacity that hopefully never have to use, but you still have, some, have had some exposure to it um, from a training standpoint. And, and also understanding that domestic disputes are a huge, 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 um, if you wanna say precluding physical violence. Domestic disputes are very dangerous, or they can ramp up to be very dangerous. Ask any police officer who has to go on the scene of a domestic dispute. It's not something that any of us really want to get in the middle of, because, uh, like you're saying, because it's very emotional and it can ramp up really quickly, um, going from a mild disagreement to physical violence very, very quickly. And understanding how to engage with that is, I think, important and that comes i think it comes out in their confidence of how you handle yourself and how you handle the situation is um that is how it all comes together which is an interesting point because there's a lot of programs out there and approaches that they're very compartmentalized either it's like well even crowd right so crowd maga hand hand combative system most of the time they're not really aside from like command presence they don't usually go over a whole bunch of like verbal skills Right. You know, stop. No, it's stranger danger. Right. And then you start pounding them in the groin. <laughs> exactly. and the same thing with a lot of the verbal uh, de-escalation strategies. A lot of them outside of just like interview stance and some movement don't really get into a lot of the physical capacities. And I think neither of them get much into the ethical capacities of things of, you know, being a protector under stress. What does that look like? Being able to separate someone's life value, you know, the value of them as a human being from their behavior, not getting, not kind of playing into the drama, keeping your baseline and doing what you need to do verbally and physically to see, keep yourself and everyone else safe. And, um, and that's, I think, one of the unique aspects too of kind of this whole community and our approach is balancing all that stuff out. It is. And it's a, it's a community that has, it's a, it's a mindset and a lifestyle and it gives you, it helps you practice some of those things. So if you do find yourself in a situation, you have confidence and hopefully a little bit of clarity. So you know which direction you want to take. And sometimes that just means walking away. I mean, right. that's a, 
maybe they maybe that's the type of de-escalation that's needed or sometimes maybe it's drawing a strong line in the sand and setting a strong boundary for yourself um, or for that other person um, depending on the situation but being the Peace Walker approach helps you maintain your own mental and emotional clarity before any situation arises. Um, so being able to recognize, I think, your own baseline and when you are out of balance is also helpful because that will carry into um, everything that you're doing in your day-to-day -day life, being work or home. Absolutely. Now, well, I know you are a very busy gal with your kids and your career and, and your dog, apparently. Um, so I don't want to keep it too long, but do you have any like words of advice or words of wisdom for someone who might be considering joining our community in the peacewalker.net uh, um, online resource? Any, anything to share on that? Definitely. I mean, I would definitely um, recommend being part of the, the Peace Walker community. I enjoy it myself. Mostly, you know, I, I keep saying um, balanced a lot and that's, you know, maintaining that baseline, which is it's important and it's, you know, we all, we all make mistakes, um, but being able to practice maintaining your baseline and recognizing what that is, um, when you have a better understanding of yourself, then you can, you know, understand others around you. And of course, working towards respecting everybody, the human life value and maintaining that most good, least harm for, for everybody. And Peace Walker definitely gives you the opportunity uh, to practice those strategies when you may not have that opportunity elsewhere. Nice. Well, Sharda, I really appreciate you being part of the community, and uh, it's always great working with you, and I really appreciate you taking the time today to share a little bit of your life and, and how Peace Walker and Living a Protector's Lifestyle kind of works into that, and uh, thanks for, for doing that today, and thank you, everybody out there, too, for joining us and Sharda and my conversation, and uh, have a great day, and keep on going. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Greg. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sharda and I, and I hope it gives you an idea of how you too can start to take these strategies of being a peace walker and implement them into your own life and make it a better one. If you want to start that journey, get on my six-day defense program. That's sixdaydefense.com. It's all spelled out except for the dot. It will get you access to that free home study course, and my almost daily emails. That's sixdaydefense.com. Thanks again for joining me today, folks. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.